You're listening to Sacks in the Basement, a production of the Broadcast Basement Limited, where every show is 30 minutes of good and comes from a basement bar on the south side of Chicago. Pull up a stool, pour a cold one, and join us right now for Sacks in the Basement. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found and always at SacksInTheBasement.com. Welcome down to Sacks in the Basement. My name is Chris Belly and up to my nine-foot homemade oak bar and pour yourself a cold one. Or wherever you're at, pour yourself a cold one. It is now time for another simulated game as part of a full simulated season with Sacks in the Basement. And currently the Chicago White Sox are 12 games over 500 on the cusp of claiming at least a share of first place in the AL Central as they chase the Twins hot on their heels and sit at 29-17. and 17. Meanwhile, the Toronto Blue Jays came in three games over 500, and guess what? They're at 500. That's because we took the first three games of this four-game set, and the White Sox are going for the sweep this afternoon. The White Sox are 11-4 so far in May with one of the hottest offenses in Major League Baseball. This White Sox simulated season is done every single time with MLB The Show 20 and brought to you proudly by Cork and Carey at the park, found at 33rd in Princeton. One day the doors will open, but until then, keep a Southside tradition alive and well and get yourself some really great food. Visit Grubhub for Cork and Carry at the Park or go direct to CorkandCarryAtThePark.com. Without further ado, we go to the finale of this four-game set. The White Sox have won five of their last six and seven out of their last ten and go for the four-game sweep at Guaranteed Rate Field now. And welcome to Guaranteed Rate Field on a beautiful Sunday afternoon. The 29-17 White Sox take on the 23-23 Toronto Blue Jays. It is a four-game set that the White Sox have won three games in already, and they go for the big four-game sweep today on Family Sunday. Hello, everybody. My name is Chris Lanuti. Dallas Keuchel takes the mound here on Sox in the Basement. Nine starts so far, 5-1 and one record. 4.47 ERA, over 52 and a third innings, 51 hits and 17 walks. That's a 1.30 whip. He also has 44 strikeouts. The lefty will stand on the mound and face a Blue Jays team that must be shell-shocked after the doubleheader that they lost both games yesterday. And Joe Panic hitting just under 200 at 198, steps in in the left-handed batter's box. Rondal calls for the pitch, and here it is. Swung on and fouled off down the first baseline. 0-1, and this game is underway. Joining me in the booth today, I have a very special guest. My 12-year-old son, Dominic. You may remember him on Socks in the Basement, as that ball is inside a two-seam fastball, 1-1. One and one. He was trying to start his own podcast before the pandemic broke out. How's that going, buddy? Did it, did it ever get off the ground, or did the pandemic just kill your podcast? Um... So it's going pretty good, actually. We got we got a lot of listeners. Really? I'm, I'm thinking about starting advertisements. Blowing outside in a two-seamer, 70 degrees today, a beautiful day. Nine-mile-an-hour winds blowing in from left field. You have listeners. Really? Yeah. Huh? What's your uh, hashtag again? Hashtag drink em. Really? Oh. High and outside, cut fastball, 3-1 the count. The Cleveland Indians... Lead the Minnesota Twins in Cleveland 2 to nothing. A White Sox win today and a Cleveland victory would give the White Sox a share of first place 
They have been chasing the Twins all season long, and at one point we're down four games behind them. The Twins barely lose any games. Inside two, Seamer misses on a 3-2 count. And unfortunately, Keuchel has put on a guy hitting 198 in the season to lead off this game. He pounds the glove. Panic goes down the first, where Encarnacion is playing today. Let's go around the horn and tell people where everyone is going to be today, okay, Dom? We got uh, Yasmani Grandal behind the plate. Encarnacion is playing first today for Abreu, who's DHing. He's still in the game. Nick Madrigal's at second. Anderson's at short. Third base, Juan Moncada. Left field, Aloy Jimenez. Center field is going to be Leori Garcia. Going to be a day off for Luis Robert. I'm sorry you're going to miss him today. And then in right field, we got Nomar Mazzaro playing for the White Sox. First pitch outside to Bo Bichette, who's hitting 213. 1-0 the count with no outs here in the top of the first and a runner on. Swung on and missed an inside cut fastball. The count is even at one. So tell me a little bit more about this podcast. You say you got listeners. What do you... What do you talk about when there isn't any White Sox baseball? You well, know, you're not simulating games, are you? I, I am simulating. You can't. No, hold on a second. No, this no, is, I told you all back I was simu- simulating games. Outside pitch, two and one the count. No, I started doing this. I was the first one to come up with this. Yeah, but Opening then, day, when everybody thought this was going to be a two-week thing, I started this. Now, I know other people are trying to catch up. We've been doing it every day since opening day. When did you start doing it? I started it before opening No, day. you did that's impossible. That's not impossible. Keiko's 3-1, and one, and I'm already frustrated here in the top of the first inning. The Reds lead Milwaukee 4-3 to three in their afternoon game in Cincinnati. A couple of teams are playing four-game series in which the fourth game is on a Monday. Sometimes I scratch my head at these schedules. Bouncing ball to Anderson, flipped over to Madrigal at second. Tough play at first. He's not going to get Bichette. So a fielder's choice right there. One out. Bichette exchanges positions at first base with Panic. And Vlad Guerrero Jr. comes up hitting 301. He had the only run of the game for the Blue Jays in game two yesterday evening when the White Sox won 9-1, but he went three for four with a solo shot in the left field, takes an inside fastball for a strike, 0-1 the count. Keiko comes in again, misses on a slider at the knees, 1-1. Are these your favorite uniforms? It's Sunday. The White Sox wear the old 1983 unis. What, what is your, as a 12-year-old boy, what are your favorite White Sox uniforms, Dominic? These are probably my favorite White Sox uniforms. Yeah? Yeah, I really like them. Chop fouled on the third base line. What, what do you like about them more than the pinstripes? Um, I like the red and black. I think that's kind of cool. There's no black. It's navy blue. Oh. They're red, white, and blue. That's what they have. There's no black. <laughs> It's cool that you thought it was black, and I have to get your eyes checked. Count is even at two. The pitch on the way from Keuchel swung on and fouled off down the third base line. Just foul, otherwise that would have been extra bases for Guerrero Jr. The count is even. Quick pitch from Keuchel fouled off now into the stands down the first base line. Dallas Keuchel works against Vlad Jr. So yeah, that's a navy blue along with the red. And it's a red, white, and blue thing. And now those were the uniforms in the 80s for the White Sox. That's when I grew up. Now, these are not the standard uniforms. These are throwback unis. So you like the throwback unis as the count goes full to Guerrero better than the actual uniforms of the White Sox. Uh, yes. Followed off down the first yes. baseline. Yes. Interesting. You know, the ones that they have now are the same that your grandfather used to have. White Sox had those pinstripes. stripes. 
back in the 50s, late 50s into the 60s. And that, those were his uniforms. He loved those the best. He walks Guerrero on an inside two-seamer on a full count. So two free passes given up by Keiko. He's got one out in the middle there on a fielder's choice. Not an efficient inning for him. We saw Lucas Giolito yesterday as Lourdes Gurriel Jr. comes in. He's on a hit streak. I believe he's up to eight games. The righty in the four spots hitting 293. We saw Giolito put two on in each of the first three innings yesterday and not give up any runs. He just kept moving them around on the base paths but not letting any of them score. Pitch down the first baseline. Diving stop by Encarnacion comes off his glove. He's going to get it over to the pitcher, Keuchel, covering first. The ball went into foul territory. Encarnacion knocked it there. He stopped it from getting out to the outfield. He scrambles over, throws from his knees to Keiko covering first. The runners advance second and third with two outs here in the top of the first inning. Teoscar Hernandez is batting fifth, but he's only hitting 158. That's bad, isn't it, Tom? 158. That is, that, that's, that's very that's, bad. Um, now he's going to pop this one straight back and out of play behind home plate. 24 pitches so far for Keiko. That's not a good inning because if you got nine innings and a guy on average goes 90 to 100 before he loses his effectiveness, he doesn't look like he's going long in the game, right? No, not at all. Are you learning math still when you're doing the homeschooling or is it just basically a free-for-all now and then you go play Fortnite? Yeah, no, I'm learning math. You are? Yeah. All right. One plus one equals seven. That's your school system there. Inside cut fastball, swung on and missed. Hernandez has sat down. Keuchel claps into his glove, and the White Sox are out of an inning, which he walked two guys. Midway through the first, no score here at the rate. Ryan Barucki comes out. Nine starts so far, 3-4 and four record, 5.06 earned run average, and a whip of 1.18. 46 hits and 17 walks got him that. 38 strikeouts so far over his 53 and a third innings. Barucki is a lefty. And Tim Anderson is a 337 hitting righty with four home runs that leads off for the White Sox. He stands in in his glistening white uniform and takes a sinker high for strike one. Owen won the count. So, do you know anything about geography, young man? Do you know what geography is? Why are you looking at me like that? Answer the question. I don't know. You don't know what ge- geography is where things are. Oh, yeah. Wow. I paid to put you in private school. One and one the count. The next pitch on the way from Barucki. Swung on, sent over to first, flipped over to Barucki, who's going to cover first. And there's one gone on the three to one put out. I want you to ask me any questions today as a young baseball fan. If I use terminology you don't understand, if you don't know what I'm talking about, okay. that's what I want you to do today for me. Okay. This is a family Sunday here at the ballpark. I brought one of the members of my family as Yasmani Grandal is hitting 314 now. He was hitting 100 points less at the beginning of the month. Wow. He's on an insane tear. He's 0-1 on that foul ball. He's on the right side of the plate. He does a little bit better from the left, more power there. He now chops this one to first, and the first baseman with a three unassisted is getting an awful lot of work. Two outs here in the bottom of the first inning, and Jose Abreu comes to the plate. Abreu's hitting 270 with 11 home runs. He finally hit a home run after a two-week layoff last night went deep to right center in all of his at-bats Nubber in front of the mound Barucki cannot get off the mound quick enough it's an infield hit 
for Abreu, who beats out the throw. That ball bounced straight up in the air, ended up directly in between the catcher and the pitcher. Barucki feels it and spins and throws. A bang-bang play at first base as Abreu safe and Yohan Moncada comes to the plate, hitting 323 with eight home runs and 27 RBIs. He's got a 9.52 OPS, and he immediately skies this one in the right field. One pitch, one out for Moncada, and that's the third out of the inning. So I was hoping something was going to get going for you, big guy. That went quick, huh? <laughs> yeah, I was. Yeah, moves quick. End of the first, no score. We go to the top of the second. My name is Chris. This is my son, Dominic. We're in Saks in the basement. It's brought to you by Cork and Carey at the park at 33rd and Princeton. Award-winning burgers. They have a Latin burger over there that has guacamole, chorizo sausage on it, spicy thing. That sounds good. You like the spicy foods, right? Yeah, I do. They got hot wings there, too. That also sounds good. They also have a buffalo wing sandwich or buffalo chicken sandwich that they have over there, a wrap. Check out the menu, complete and full, available through Grubhub or direct at CorkandCarryAtThePark.com. Dallas Keuchel is 1-1 one one to Randall Krachuk. The right fielder is hitting 317. Now he misses outside. 2-1 the count to lead off the top of the second inning. Next pitch, high foul back, a two-seam fastball, high in the zone, 2-2 two two the count. Keuchel in the line, the pitch on the way. Swung on and fouled back a slider on the inside corner at 78 miles per hour. Count is even at two. Keiko with a big kick. This one is grounded in between Mandrigal and Anderson. Mandrigal with a jump throw over to first is not in time. A shift was on with Mandrigal at second base. He was directly behind the bag. He fields it and has to throw it from the shortstop side of the bag on a jump throw in the grass. And he almost gets him. It's a pretty play, right? Yeah. And I mean, like, that I was can't, really close. I'm surprised he doesn't get him there. That's a quick runner going down the line. And there's one on with no outs here at the top of the second. For the, so for the second straight inning, Dallas Keuchel puts the leadoff man on, and Travis Shaw comes to the plate hitting 244. Two home runs and five RBIs. He has not played very much this year. He's getting a start here on Sunday. Shaw's a lefty. It's an odd thing to put him in against a left-handed batter. As he fouls this one off. So let me ask you this as a young baseball fan. Why do why do I think that it's odd to have a lefty in the lineup against a left-handed pitcher? Um, what do you think is easier? Is it easier for a righty to hit a left-handed pitcher or a lefty to hit a left-handed pitcher? Two and one the count. I, I think it would be easier for a lefty to hit off a left-handed pitcher. Yeah, you're wrong. Watch the arm. You see how the arm starts behind the batter? Oh. As Keiko throws... His arm is out here. The guy has to look over his shoulder almost. Well, if he was on the other side of the plate, he'd see the ball completely from start to finish. He loses it for a second. Then it comes oh. over his shoulder, and he strikes out right there on a pitch that comes over his shoulder, high and inside, and Dallas Keuchel has his second strikeout. You see right there on that pitch as you look at it how it dips over his shoulder, and by the time he sees it coming through, he's underneath it because he's trying to guess where that ball is going to go. So righties on righties, righty pitchers normally do better against righty hitters, and lefty pitchers normally do better against lefty hitters, but it's not always the case. Danny Jansen comes up the catcher, hitting 275. He caught the first game in the doubleheader yesterday and then sat down in the second game. Two home runs, six RBIs for him only this year, 736 OPS. He is their starting catcher, a rookie that had a lot of fanfare when he was down in the minor league system but has not really caught on the way they thought he was going to, although 275 is still pretty good. 
1-1 pitch, misses low and inside, a changeup. 2-1 the count. Keiko with 40 pitches so far, 23 of them strikes. And we are only with one out at the top of the second inning. Now we saw him with really bad stuff the last time out, fight through it. And then we saw two games before that where it was lights out. The runner's going to go. The throw down by Grandal. The second, the play, the tag. He's out. out. He got him. You called that before the umpire said it, young man. Take us through this play. What do you see? Um, I just see the guy run and the, um, the catcher just throw the ball. Basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's great that's, color commentary right yeah. there. It's amazing. You're already better than half of them in the league with that. Tagged him on the foot, coming into the bag, swung on and missed now. He strikes out the batter. So right away, the inning's over. The fans cheer. Keiko walks in triumphantly and midway through the second. Each team has a hit, and neither has a run on the south side. Bottom of the second inning, Aloy Jimenez comes up to the plate. 276 hitter, 34 RBIs and 11 home runs so far in the season number 74. You picked up an Aloy Jimenez jersey. If I'm not mistaken, it's your first jersey you ever picked out. You did it at the ballgame. So why Aloy? Because you said so. I didn't say so. I yeah. just suggested. <laughs> well, you were looking at somebody that wasn't going to be on the team the next year. You can't get a Yomer jersey. He's stuck. <laughs> Inside pitch for a strike. 0-1 the count. There's a shift on to Jimenez. Three guys in between second and third on the infield. Inside pitch now misses. 1-1 one one for Barucki. The next pitch on the way. Swung on and chopped foul down the third base line. That's only the 10th pitch for Ryan Barucki, who is having a much more efficient game than our starter, Dallas Keuchel. Count is 1-2. and two. In the fifth inning, the Indians continue to lead the Twins 2 to nothing as it goes into the wind. Swung on and missed at an outside change, and Jimenez sits down. First strikeout of the game for the Toronto starter. Edwin Encarnacion comes up to the plate. He has hit 13 home runs so far this season. Has a 256 average and 29 RBIs, a 937 OPS. First pitch outside, 1-0 the count. The righty stands in, and fouls off a sinker down the first baseline. Now a low outside sinker misses, 2-1. Any questions so far as you're listening to this? Anything that pops up in your head? Like, what the heck is my dad talking about? Is this one's lifted out in the right no. field? On his horse comes the right fielder. Cannot make the play. Crinchuk and the rest of the outfield was on a shift. Expecting Edwin to hit that ball to left field or at least center. He puts a duck snort out in the shallow right. They can't get to in time. So Encarnacion with a base hit. And here comes Nomar Mazzaro. The average has come up a little bit recently. He's hitting 222. And Ricky Renteria has been using him exclusively against righties and every once in a while moving him in there against a lefty pitcher like he is today. He struggled early in the season with lefties. But now seems to be coming along. He was one for four in the last game he played in. That was the first game of the doubleheader yesterday. He hit a triple in the ninth inning that scored two runs pulling the White Sox within one they later tied it on a Luis Roberts suicide squeeze and then in the tenth inning Juan Moncada it's a solo shot and they walk off outside sinker misses two and one with one out in the bottom of the second now he sends this one down the third baseline hooking foul two and two the count 
Encarnacion is very slow. Not a threat to go. A moderate lead at first. Sends this one out to the gap in left center field. Get down. It will not. Nice play out in center as he tracks the ball. And there's two gone here in the bottom of the second. So, at any point this season, do you think you'll be able to beat your father at MLB The Show? As Nick Mandrigal steps up. He's, um, about as short, he's about as tall as you are, Nick Mandrigal, as you can see. Uh, I don't know, because um, you're better at me in this game. Yeah, I'm much better at this game. Much, much better. I'm better at you. Everything except for Fortnite, I'm better. Inside changeup for a strike. 0 and 2 quickly to Mandrigal's hitting not, 262. Not, not everything. What, what do you think you're better at than me other than Fortnite? Uh, Rocket League. Okay. You know, your newfangled NHL stupid 19. Day. Oh, I'm better at NHL 19. No, That's a base not. hit. No, it's not. See, you got me all confused. I didn't even call that right. Looked like it was going to go over to second baseman's head instead of drops in front of him. Mandrigal's out on a 4-3 putout after two. There's no score. You're completely wrong. This idea that you can beat me. At games, other than Fortnite. But I can. I don't. I don't believe that. Maybe we'll make that another thing that we do. We'll we'll start a podcast. Dad beats kid at video games. It's a working title. You know, I don't think it would be very fun if I lost every. Um, It'd be fun every, for me. Yeah. Derek Fisher's well, up. He's quickly well, one and one. But would it be fun for the viewers? Well, first of all, they're listeners you, if it's a podcast. Are we doing a video podcast? Oh, uh, yeah, we're doing You want people to podcast. watch you anguish when you lose to me? Two and one the count here in the top of the third inning. It's the Family Waterproofing Solutions third inning. It's Keiko now misses outside. Three and one the count, a hitter's count. And he's in danger of putting the third leadoff hitter on in a row through the first three innings in this game. You want a video podcast? I, I never said that. Where we're going to show me beat you, as that was inside ball four, and then we're going to have a camera on you as well, so the people can see the hurt face that you have. <laughs> Will we also have a counter for how many times you break a controller and owe me sixty-five dollars? Because you're up to two right now. <laughs> Joe Panic comes into play. Wait, no, one of them was Nikki's fault. No, don't blame yes, your little no. brother. He. Broke the remote no, because he no, got mad at it. Rocket League. One and other count. Okay. One and other count. That's not my panic. fault. That is your fault. No, it's not. You are your brother's keeper. Runner on first. Keiko's put on a runner in all three innings to lead off that inning. Now Panic's going to put this one down the third baseline, foul over the tarp. One and one to count. On a pretty day at the ballpark. So, I mean, this would be an interesting podcast, and we can even do slow motion replays when you throw the controller in anger. Change up at the knees is a strike, <laughs> one and two. The best part was when I found the last one that was broken. We're sitting down here doing a simulated game, and Dallas Keuchel's dancing on the mound uncontrollably because one of the little things that swivels the player is just swiveling him back and forth the entire game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, real funny. Low outside oh, no. slider, two it's, and two to count. It's pretty funny. It was funny when I asked for $65 and you had to pay for it. That was that was funny for me. It was only 60 Whatever. The count is even. I charge tax. Two-seam fastball misses low. Count is full now with a runner on first already, and Keiko continues to struggle here in this game, up to 53 pitches. No outs in the top of the third, and panic fouls off a two-seam fastball, and we will redo it. The payoff pitch on the way. 
from Keuchel. Swung on and chopped the short. Going to be a tough double play. Anderson over to second. Mandrigal overthrows it into the ah. dugout. Mandrigal, that's his first error of the season. Throws this ball and airmails it well over Encarnacion into the Blue Jays' dugout. I think he hit somebody in the skull. It's a bad scene <laughs> in there. The runner advances the second because it goes out of play. But now you got a runner on second with one out. And Bo Bichette comes to the plate 0 for 1 in this game. Bichette takes a cut fastball in the outside corner 0 and 1. So if Bichette made it to first base, but he's 0-1, how did that happen, Dominic? Let's, taste, let's uh, test your baseball acumen as he takes an inside fastball 0-2 the count. It was a ground ball. Okay. The runner was out at second, but Bichette was safe at first. Why is he 0-1? Ball grounded back to Keiko, flipped over to first. Um, the 1-3 put out. There's two gone here in the top of the third. I don't know. You don't know. Okay, it's a fielder's choice. So what happened was he created an out. Even though he's safe, he's only safe because the easier out to take was the lead runner. Okay. So he doesn't get credit for it, and his batting average goes down even though he made it to first base because that's not considered a hit. Oh, You get that? Uh Uh-huh. All right. Vlad Guerrero Jr. stands in, takes an inside fastball. Owen won the count with two outs here in the top of the third. Keuchel now gets him a foul off a two-seamer, quickly 0-2. Family waterproofing solutions, family-owned, female-owned, veteran-owned. A portion of the proceeds go to veteran and first responder organizations. They have socks in the basement deals. Details coming up at the end of this half inning. Get your pen and paper ready. Keuchel with the 1-2 pitch. Brushes him back. Ball gets away. Runner down to third to throw. He is safe under the tag. It'll be scored as a wild pitch by Keuchel. Although that's not a wild pitch. See, this is the problem. This is one of the errors that we get in these games. That ball was in Grandal's glove. And then he dropped it. You saw that, right? Yeah. All right, that's a passed ball. Oh, okay. That's the catcher's fault. Ground ball to short. Anderson's going to backhand and take his time over to first. The 6-3 putout ends the inning. Nobody scores. And we are midway through to third with no score here on the south side. Leary Garcia will lead it off for us next. Foundation issues not properly handled can be costly. Family Waterproofing Solutions is owned by Ken, a veteran of the United States Marines, and his wife Maria, making them a veteran-owned business and a female-owned business that will diagnose and repair wet or leaky basements. And while they're located on the sock side, Family Waterproofing services the entire Chicagoland area and Northwest Indiana. And now after taking time off to ensure they can do things safely and securely for you, Family Waterproofing is back in business and doing jobs. Plus part of the proceeds for every job that they do are donated to veteran and first responder organizations to support our frontline defenders. And currently, Socks in the Basement listeners have access to special pricing when they contact Family Waterproofing Solutions now, 708-330-4466, or visit them today at FamilyBasementWaterproofing.com. Let's take a look at the White Sox 2020 hitting stats so far. Third in OBP slugging and home runs in the American League. Second in runs per game. 
with an average of 5.83 runs in fourth and team batting average hitting 277. And that's pretty much their rank in MLB as well as AL teams. The top three AL teams are leading in all those categories. Larry Garcia with a hot shot on the first pitch to short. Bichette's going to send it over. A quick 6-3 put out. And there's one away on one pitch here in the bottom of the third. And we continue to help Ryan Barucki go deep into this game. That was only his 24th pitch, and he already has one out here in the bottom of the third. Tim Anderson in the top of the order up for the White Sox now, and an outside sinker misses. 1-0 the count. The Twins have now put up a run in the sixth inning and trail Cleveland 6-1 midway through the sixth. Count is now 1-1 one one as that one catches the inside corner. Next pitch low and inside at the knees, 2-1 and one the count. Anderson now sends this one out down the third base line. Fair ball. It hits the line and goes into the stands. What is that called, Dominic? Uh, um, ground rule double. Ground rule double. If the ball leaves play, but it bounced first, it is a ground rule double. You can't go any further. That ball hits inside the line in left field and goes into the stands. So Anderson stands at second. Grandal fouls this one off down the first base line, 0-1 with one out in the bottom of the third. Anderson with a big lead at second. Barucki checks him and now gets one by a swinging Grandal, a low changeup, 0-2 the count. The pitch. Misses outside a sinker, 1-2. One out, bottom of the third. This one is rocketed over to third base. Nice play by Guerrero Jr. He holds Anderson at third. Throws out Grandal. Two outs in the bottom of the third, and here comes Jose Abreu with a single in the first. He has been on a tear as of late. After slumping earlier this week, Three for four, player of the game yesterday with a home run. Already one for one in this game. He's 0-1 though on an inside pitch. Next one, a curveball, misses low and inside, one and one. Abreu skies this one in the shallow left center field. When it comes down, the inning will be over, and it is. Flies out to the center fielder. Sox threaten a little bit, but not enough. After three, there's still no score here at the rate. Ah. Here at the rate. Lourdes Gurriel Jr. is 0 for 1 with a ground out in the first inning. He's hitting 292, and the righty stands in. Waiting for Dallas Keuchel, who has 63 pitches and is only through three innings. Rondell sets up on the outside corner. A two-seamer is fouled off down the first base line. 0 and 1 the count. Keiko quickly in the wind again in the pitch. Swung on and missed the changeup 0-2. So have you been picking up the terminology while you listen to this? Yes. Any any weird questions, anything that you don't understand, anything that I've said recently or today that you're like, what the heck does that mean? No. It's okay. Well, you've asked me about other things and I've given you the answer. Like yeah. you asked today, you asked today a question about the standings, right? Like what was 500 in the standings? Oh, yeah. That was something that you asked? One and two to count now as that pitch misses. The next one from Keiko. Gets him looking on a two-seamer. A 
Another strikeout for Dallas. He's got the first out of the inning for the first time today. He doesn't let the leadoff guy on. One out here in the top of the fourth. And it's weird, too. Baseball, instead of saying you're 50% or your win percentage is 63%, they use the all three numbers in the decimal system. You get the, you know how percentages work, right? Have you learned that yet? Yes, I have. All right, so 63% is also 0.630, right? Yep. So if you have a 630 winning percentage, mm-hmm. you win 63% of the time. Oh, okay. There's a weird way that they put things. Pitch outside to Tiasca Hernandez, 1-0 the count. The next one from Keiko. Misses outside a cut fastball, 2-0. Into the wind and the pitch. Gets the inside corner. Two and one the count. Looks like it would be a great day for a ball game looking at this, right? Yeah. Do you miss baseball? Yes, I do. You miss going to the games? Yeah. What's the best part about going to Guaranteed Rate Field as the count is now two and two? To watch baseball. So you like that? It's better in the food. Yeah, I like watching it. Like, like in watching person? It. Yeah? And better than. Better than TV? Yeah. Right? Yeah. I get that. You're a very visual generation. 3 2 pitch on the way. Fouled off a two-seamer. Will reset. One out, top of the fourth, full count. Keiko delivers and misses low and inside on a four-seamer. Doesn't get the call. Hernandez is down to first. Another free pass from Dallas Keiko. And Randall Grichuk is one for one with a single in the second inning. And will come to the plate hitting 321 with a runner on first. Keiko checks the runner at first. The pitch on the way misses outside a slider. 1-0 the count. White Sox have a day off tomorrow. And they didn't really spend up their bullpen during the doubleheader yesterday. So guys are pretty well rested. If Keiko can't go deep, you could see a bullpen day in a very close game. Changeup fouled off. 1-1 one one the count. The runner on first has a lot of speed but doesn't steal very well. What do you think would be an explanation for that? What Just do you off mean? the top of your well, if you look at it, yeah. he's rated as a very fast runner. He'll show uh-huh. it up there in the corner there. He's rated 80 out of 100 running, but only 19 out of 100 stealing. This one's chopped over to third base. Hard play for Mancata. All he can do is go to first. The 5 3 put out. Runner advances to second base. Two outs here in the bottom of the fourth. The top of the fourth. Top of the fourth. I don't know why I screwed that up. Anyway. So now Travis Shaw comes up. So why do you think that would be? In real life, a guy's fast, but he doesn't steal very well. Got to analyze that as Shaw takes a high inside pitch for a ball, 1-0 the count. Maybe he's, like, not as confident about stealing. That could be it. Also, maybe he's not very good at not looking like he's going to steal or getting a good jump. It's that first step because you're trying to go at the moment the pitcher can't stop pitching. Once they begin their wind and they're going towards the plate, they can't stop and then throw over to first. That's a balk. Okay, everybody would get a base. So you have to time it perfectly so the pitcher has nothing but the option to go to home plate. So you get all that time when the ball's leaving his hand all the way to where it gets to the catcher and then the catcher getting up and throwing it to try to make it to second. 3-1 pitch fouled off here. By the lefty Shaw, the count is full. Runner Hernandez on second base with two outs in the top of the fourth. Keuchel checks the runner, the pitch. 
Fouls off into the crowd down the third base line. Three and two the count. 84 pitches so far for Keuchel. This one's lifted in the right field. It's going to be a base hit. Mazzaro's going to come in, throw it in quickly to prevent the runner from trying to score. Why did he dive, like, while he was throwing? He was putting all he could into it. So he kind of threw it as hard as he could to home plate. So it shows that he threw, put his whole body into it and lost his balance. Oh, okay. Throwing it in the home. And it was a good throw. would have gotten the runner. But the runner did not test his arm. Low inside changeup for a ball, 1-0 and now. Keuchel's pitching the Jansen, the righty, the catcher. 23 pitches in this inning alone, 86 on the game. Two outs here in the top of the fourth. He has struggled today. Now he gets the outside corner on a cut fastball, 1-1 and the count. Jansen had a rough start the last time out. He went 0-4 with two strikeouts. He's 0-1 today. Says this one down the first baseline, fair ball. He got underneath Encarnacion's glove. It's going to roll to the wall under a 335 sign and right. Mazzara gets it in quickly. Only one run will score. Jansen has a double, his fourth of the season. An RBI as that skips underneath Encarnacion's glove. And now second and third with two outs and a runner in. And all this happened with two outs. I think it's because Keiko is getting tired because he's on his, like, 89th pitch. 89th pitch now, right. Yeah. Derek Fisher comes up. He walked in the 30s, a number nine hitter. But my thing is this. He gets paid a lot of money to be out there. Yeah. He's got to figure out how to get through these things. You know, he's a starting pitcher. I expect the starter to go six. Yeah. Five if he has a bad game. He's going to be lucky to even start the fifth inning right now. Up to 90 pitches. That one's fouled off. 0-2 to count out of Fisher. Misses outside and high on a cut fastball. 1-2. No motion in the White Sox bullpen right now as they're expecting Keiko to get out of this. Inside pitch misses now 2-2. Two two. The hands are getting restless in the background. The 2-2 two -two pitch. Misses inside 3-2. So he had two strikes. And can't find the plate now. <laughs> I know, it's frustrating. Baseball can be frustrating like that. And you're sitting there saying, man, just throw it across the plate. Maybe he's trying to, or maybe he thinks he can be cute and just hit the inside or outside corner. Now the count is full. Swung on and set out to right field. Mazzara heading back deep towards the track. He and will catch caught. this one over his shoulder near the warning track. The White Sox dodge a bullet. But do give up a run midway through the fourth. They trail Toronto one to nothing. Yoan Mankato will lead us off 0 for 1 with a flyout in the first inning. Meanwhile, the White Sox bullpen has Michael Kopech and Evan Marshall warming up. And a slider misses low and inside 1 0 the count. Kopech just returned to the team and pitched three stellar relief innings behind Gio Gonzalez a few days ago on Thursday. A 1-0 pitch to Mankata, swung on a miss, an outside sinker. He went after it, 1-1. One and, one. and Evan Marshall's been pretty solid as well. Dallas is almost to 100 pitches and hasn't looked sharp. Ricky Renteria may go with his new long reliever in Michael Kopech. Outside sinker misses. The count is now even at two. Into the seventh inning, Cleveland has scored a run. They lead 3-1. to one. 
against Minnesota trying to salvage a game in their series as the Twins jumped all over them and are going for the sweep. Moncada lifts this one out of the left field, tailing back towards the wall to the track. He looks and up. And it's gone. Gone. Into the bullpen. Yoan Moncada takes it out 357 feet and 97.1 miles per hour on the exit velocity, a solo shot. He has three home runs in the last two days and is really starting to heat up with the power angle of his batting. Hit that one from the right side and puts it out to the White Sox bullpen. I always wonder if the catchers get nervous out there if they're going to get hit by a ball. Yeah. Right? I'm sure they have spotters. There's Aloy Jimenez. It's like the crowd just starts screaming, and then they're like, oh, no. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) I think the left fielder gets out there and goes, heads up, guys. It's coming. (laughs) Oh, and one the count. Because that one's fouled off down the first baseline by Jimenez. Now he takes an outside changeup for a strike, 0-2. Jimenez is hitting 308. That's 12 for 39 in his last 10 games. Sends this one up the middle off the forearm of Barucki. It dies in the infield grass. Nobody's going to have a throw. They're going to have to come out and check on the pitcher. 10-game hitting streak for Jimenez as he just puts it right off the pitcher. That's smart. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't his arm, really. It hit him. Right hit him. in the leg. I think it, I thought it was in his ribs. I thought it was above the yeah. uh, the buttocks. That's what I thought. You think buttocks is funny? Is that what you're giggling? <laughs> All right. Anyway, he's on with an infield hit, and then when Encarnacion comes up to the plate, takes a strike on the inside corner, 0-1. There's no outs here in the bottom of the fourth inning. Dallas Keuchel is already up into the 90s with his pitch count. But have no fear. Michael Kopech is here, and you could easily see him coming in, pitching in an inning or two, and getting you to that bullpen if the White Sox can get the lead in this game. 0-2 pitch to Encarnacion, misses on the outside corner, 1-2 the count. Edwin's got some cool shades on, right? Yeah. He's got, like, white rims, the reflective glass. Looks good up there. He's, like, the only guy that wears uh, glasses. Why does he do that? Uh, well, there's other guys wearing shades. I see him, but he's the only guy that always stands out to me that he's wearing them. Yeah. Yeah. Two and two to count. The pitch. In the dirt. Jimenez will hold at first. Count is full. Mazar on deck. Runner on first. No outs. Bomb of the fourth. The payoff pitch. Swung on and sent into the camera well down the first baseline. We will reset. Baruchy up to 50 pitches. Deals. Sent deep down the third base line, hooking foul. Three and two to count remains. Encarnacion is battling. And he fouls this one back to the backstop. How many fouls is he, is he going mean, to get? He, well, if he's three and two and he's fouled off three since then, he's up to at least eight pitches. That's his ninth that he's seen at minimum. He fouls that one into the catcher. A long at bat, this will be at least the 10th pitch coming to Edwin Encarnacion. Swung on and fouled off down the first base How line. How many fouls is he gonna get? That's 10 pitches, they just confirmed it on the screen. This is pitch number 11 from Barucki in this at bat. Swung on and fouled <laughs> off. This is a battle. Now, 
this would actually wear out a pitcher because the pitcher now is like, what do I throw? What do I do here to get this guy? Another one fouled off. Encarnacion continues to fight. 12 pitches is at bat. My kid's going to pee himself. It's so ridiculous. The pitch. And another one. <laughs> oh, wouldn't it be great if this was a glitch and he fouled off like 100 pitches? Yeah. It'd be amazing. You could just listen to us laugh at it. The pitch. Now he sends it over to short. All that for a double play. Ah, Six to four to three. Rack him up. Edwin loses the battle and the war there. Jimenez also heads back. Nomar Mazara, the right fielder today, comes in 0 for 1 with two outs down, a bomb in the fourth inning in a tie ball game. He's hitting 220 with five home runs and 16 RBIs. There was a point in the season where he was hitting as low as 160 towards the end of April. Fouls off the first pitch, 0-1 the count. Barucki in the wind. The lefty Mazzaro swings and misses over the top of a changeup, low and out of the zone, 0-2. Takes the same pitch for a ball, 1-2 the count. Into the wind is Barucki. This is low again on a sinker. He's trying to get in the chase down there again. Mazzara holding off for now. The count is even at two. Here it comes. This is outside on a slider. The count is full. So after swinging at some bad pitches, Nomar Mazzara just held firm, fought his way back to a full count. Here with two outs, Nick Mandrigal stands on deck. And here it comes. Swung on and rifled out in the right field, tailing back. It will be caught near the track. He flies out to right field. The inning is over, but the White Sox have tied it up. And after four, we're all knotted up at one on a Sunday afternoon. All right, kid. I'm gonna let you, I'm gonna let you make a decision in this game. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. We're kicking off the top of the fifth inning. Get up on the microphone there. Okay. Do you want Evan Marshall? who is currently 3-0 with a 2.53 earned run average, and hitters are hitting below 229 against him this season? Or do you want the youngster Michael Kopech, who's 1-0 in only three innings pitched so far here in the major leagues since he got back from surgery, to come in? He's got basically no ERA. didn't give up any runs over those three innings. And lefties have yet to get a hit against him. Righties hitting 143. Who do you want to come in the game here? You've got three seconds. Um, I'll do Michael Kopech. Michael Kopech's coming in. Good choice. I like that one. All right. Michael Kopech comes into the game. You heard the decision right there. He had six strikeouts and a walk over three innings pitched in his first attempt to come back. And it was a good attempt. He got the win the other night on Thursday after Gio Gonzalez went four innings. Kopech came in. Sox come back in the game and end up winning. But he gives up a base hit immediately in the right field and immediately all of White Sox Nation is asking why a 12-year-old is making the decisions. <laughs> I'm the new manager, guys. Yeah, that's it. That's, man, I would have picked him too. That's who I wanted to have come in. Kopech in the right field with the base hit. Give it up to the leadoff hitter. Now here comes Bo Bichette, who's 0 for 2 with two ground outs. Joe Panic is having the greatest game of his season. Came in hitting under 200. He's reached base all three times. The man is on fire as Bichette takes a ball 
1-0 the count here in the fifth inning. Popek with the sign from Grandal goes inside and brushes him off. 2-0 the count. Bichette has seven home runs on the season. It's third on his team. Meanwhile, the White Sox have two guys with 13 home runs and two of them with 11. 2-1 and one the count. Popek looks in, checks the runner at first. Now the pitch. Fouled off. Count is even at two. Your Unky Dave was asking the question yesterday. Will the simulation have batters adjust to Michael Kopech? This one is given a ride out in the left center field. On his horse is Garcia. He makes the catch in the gap. I thought that was falling yeah. in. That was a heck of a play. Leury Garcia, the only guy that was going to get to it. Jimenez was not. Outstretched on the run, he makes that catch. Hey, what did you say? That would have been a double. There's one out here in the top of the fifth that a runner still on first for Vlad Jr. Well, he's asking whether or not, you know, pitchers come in and they have something that batters haven't seen in a while. Okay. But what happens now after they have some film on him, they sit down and they watch, oh, this is what he likes to do, and they adjust to him. Will he adjust back? Will you see him have this up and down thing as he is really having his second rookie season. He only got to play for about six weeks before he got injured in 2018. Missed all of 2019. He's basically restarting. Swung on and missed to count his 0-2. Yeah, I would say that's probably going to happen. He'll probably have to change it up if uh, they keep getting hits off of him. Yeah. Are you uh, Are you going to have long, flowing hair like Michael Kopech? The chicks dig it. Um, he dated Instagram models and... Uh, and reality show girls, and, I, and I, he married some some really pretty girl. I mean, I think it, may, it might also be the fact that he's going to make millions upon millions of dollars, or it could be love. Well, but well, the, it could also he, be the hair. It could yeah. also be the hair. I don't know. I don't know if I'll, I'll grow my hair out. Hair out like that. You're more of a hockey player. That's more of a baseball long haircut. One and two, the count. Short in the front, and a party in the back. If I had hair Guerrero like, swings and misses at that one, and Kopech sits him down for a strikeout. Two outs here on the top of the fifth. If I had hair like that, yeah. I'd probably get yanked down on the ice. Oh, that would happen. Yeah. <laughs> that would happen. Gets a little vicious out there, even when you're 12 years old. I've seen it. <laughs> when the kid was trying to skate me. Yeah. You know, you've had, you had a kid try to stab you with a skate. Uh, you were on the ice for a, a, an incredible fight that ended with a 12-year-old flipping off the crowd. Oh, yeah. <laughs> No, no, and his coach. And, and his, his coach. coach. He flipped off his coach and then flipped off the crowd with the double birds. And then walked into the locker old. room and threw his stuff. Yeah, threw all his stuff. Yeah, he was, he was a, it was an interesting day that day. Owen won the count to Lourdes Gurriel Jr. with two outs here in the top of the fifth. Kopech throws one low and inside a slider. One and won the count. Gurriel Jr. is on a nine-game hit streak. We just saw Aloy Jimenez, who entered this game on a nine-game hit streak of his own, get his 10th hit. Gurriel's 0 for 2, and he lifts this one in the right field. Mazzara comes in, can of corn, and he's out. Three outs here in the fifth. We go to the bottom of the fifth. Mandrigal, Garcia, Anderson, all tied up at one. New challenges bring new technology. DP3 Tech has partnered with Microsoft to make things easier on you and your business. Imagine being able to get everybody together in a nice, easy, user experience-friendly meeting room and being able to share whatever you want in the room with just one click. 
You can migrate from old legacy on-premises equipment right now to flexible, secure, work-from-home-friendly cloud services. Bring your group together faster, better, easier. Find out what DP3 Tech can do for you. Contact their cloud migrations team today, 312-896-2450, or email info at dp3tech.com. You just heard from DP3 Tech. Let me tell you a little bit more about them. If you missed it in the commercial, DP3 Tech, they sat down and they were already doing technology, security for businesses. That's what they specialized in. Then they saw all this stuff going on and they came over the program partnering up with Microsoft to make it easier for you to have your entire company work from home or mobily or whatever your setup is. And it works with your systems in your company. Free estimate, they'll talk about everything. Be the shining star in the office that brings us to the boss. Or be the boss that makes everybody's life a little bit easier with one touch, you get to show something. One touch, somebody's on the screen. Clear signal. Check them out. If you miss the information, go back. There's a little skip back button on your podcast. Contact DP3 Tech. 3-0 count to Nick Mandrigal. My young co-host today has a question. We'll get to that in a moment. As Mads takes an inside changeup 3-1 right after he's done with his at-bat. He asked me a question. I don't know if I'm going to be able to answer it fully, so he might have to go to the internet. Um. So. But but hold on. Let, let's see. Let's do the bat first, because people want to know what Nick Mandrigal is going to do. The young man, as short as Frodo Baggins, sends this one down the first base. Ground out. That's a three unassisted. There's one out here in the bottom of the fifth. Larry Garcia comes up with a ground out in the third. He's one for eight in this series with an RBI. And now, what is the question you asked me? You said can of corn. Why is it called a can of corn when it's like a potluck? Now, this is going to be a tough one. I said can of corn because my entire life I was taught that's what that was called. A nice, easy fly ball that's just sitting there, coming down to the batter as this one's flied out to to left. Now, that's not a can of corn because he was on the move. He was on the move. Can of corn is the guy's underneath it waiting for it. Now, I don't know who, why he came up with it, but Hawk Harrelson was the announcer of my lifetime for the White Sox. Basically, he took over announcing for all my formative years and into my adult years, as that was a can of corn right there to right field. <laughs> One pitch from Anderson, and it's caught by Grinchuk, the right fielder. One, two, three inning for the Blue Jays. After five, we're all tied up at one. We'll get back to this in a moment. Teoscar Hernandez comes in 0 for 1 with a walk and a run scored. My young co-host, Dominic Lanuti, my son, is asking where the can of corn phrase came from. As the first pitch is a strike inside from Kopech, Owen won the count. Next one misses inside, count is even at one. Top of the sixth inning, Kopech on for a second inning of work after Dallas Keuchel struggled with his pitch count and left after four. The game is tied at one as the White Sox go for the sweep. This one's sent down the third baseline, hooking foul into the stands. So, Hawk Harrelson was the announcer for basically all my formative years as a White Sox fan. And when I was a little kid, there were other guys doing it, but but he was the main guy. Okay. All right, and he came up with some of the most ridiculous phrases ever. And a can of corn to me, as this is a base hit in the center field to the leadoff man on against Kopech here in the top of the sixth inning for the Blue Jays. The meaning for me was the guy's always waiting there for the ball by the time it gets there. It's a nice, easy fly that he's waiting for. 
Okay. And that's what he used to do. So I looked it up for you in the half inning, in the midway part, as Randall Krachuk, who had the last can of corn that I called, thumbs up and takes an outside slider, 1-0. and And this is the actual meaning of it. A high, easy-to-catch fly ball hit to the outfield. See, that's what I said. The phrase is said to have originated in the 19th century and relates to old-time grocers' methods of getting canned goods down from a high shelf. Uh-huh. It's supposed to be something that is not challenging. The idea is they would put a little stick up there on the top shelf, they pull it, and then it would fall into the person's hands who's waiting for it. An easy catch oh, okay. coming off the shelf. That's a can of corn. You get it now? Yeah, I get there it. There we go. We learned some baseball terminology. One and two the count now to Grinchuk. The right-handed hitter stands in as Kopech delivers a low and away four-seamer. He does not chase two and two. There's a runner on first and no outs. Kopech has been solid through his first four innings back. Three of them on Thursday and then the last inning here. Now he's got a base runner on. Let's see what he does. Swung on and fouled off two and two the count. The pitch. Swung on and missed. Took something off it with a changeup. The off-speed pitch, he swung out way in front of it. Another strikeout for Kopech, and there's one gone. This one's ripped into left center field into the gap, and nobody's going to get to it. It goes off the wall. We're going to have a runner coming around and scoring here. That is a double immediately on the first pitch from Kopech. Travis Shaw came up and didn't even give me a chance to announce him before he hits a double in the left center field gap. He was all over that pitch from Michael Kopech. It is two to one Blue Jays. And now Shaw stands on second with one out and Danny Jansen to the plate. This is why you don't tell a 12 year old to pick between two pitchers. Well, Michael Kopech's a good pitcher. He's not perfect. He's not Jesus out there, you know? But he could be. Well, with that hair. <laughs> that ball's in the dirt. Runner's not going to advance as Grandal corrals it. One and one the count quickly to Jansen. He's hitting over 300 with runners in scoring position. Blue Jays got a run in the fourth. Sox came back and got a run in the bottom of the fifth. Now in the top of the sixth, they have one across. It's two to one. One and two now to Jansen, the pitch. High and outside slider, two and two. This is something Michael Kopech's going to have to go through as he works his way back into the Major League team. Brown ball to Madrigal thrown over to first quickly. The 4-3 put out. There's two outs. Runner advances a third. And now here comes Derek Fisher, the nine hitter, who's 0-for-1 with a walk in the third inning. If Kopech retires him, You'll have seen every Blue Jays batter one time and finished the lineup in two innings. An inside four-seamer misses 1-0 the count. Now a four-seamer down the middle. 1-1. Swung on and missed a four-seamer. That was heat. At 98 miles an hour from Kopech. 1-2 the count. He can bring it. He's one of those guys who can top 100. Swung on and missed... On a changeup at 86 miles an hour. He strikes him out. After Kopech gives up the double that scores the run, he bears down and gets out of the inning. Nobody else crosses midway through the sixth. We trail two to one. Yasmani Grandal's over two with two ground outs. Five for eight in a series. He has a home run in this series and four RBI and multiple walks. Barucki on pitch number 72. This is 73. 
down the middle for a strike. He has been very efficient today for the Blue Jays, which they needed after they struggled in that doubleheader yesterday, and their bullpen is in far worse shape than the White Sox bullpen is today. This pitch swung on and set into center field. Little duck snort. That's a base hit. 0 won the count. What does that mean? What does what mean? A duck snort? A duck snort? Yeah. Uh, another Hawk Harrelson thing. That's an 11-game hitting streak for Yasmani Grandal. Wow. We have two guys on hit streaks in the double digits. Jimenez is on a 10-game hit streak. Grandal's on an 11-game hit streak. As Jose Abreu comes up, one for two with a single in the first inning. And a runner that isn't very fast in Grandal on first. So, Duck Snort's another hawkism. It's like a lightly hit ball into the outfield. I'll look it up for you and get you the exact uh, definition here in a moment. Okay. As the White Sox try to answer back in this game. First pitch over the head at second base and a base hit rolling out in the center. Everybody's going to advance 90 feet. First and second with no outs here in the bottom of the sixth inning. With Yoan Mancada coming to the plate. I believe him to be the superstar of this team. He is young. He is only going to get better. Yeah. A former number one overall prospect who has paid his dues. It wasn't easy. Made the adjustments. Swings and misses at a changeup on the outside corner. 0-1 the count. He gets walks, he hits for power, he hits doubles and triples along with home runs. He has speed, he plays defense. This one is set out in the right field, base hit! Grandal is not fast enough to come around. He's only going to make it the third as that gets over the first baseman's head in the right. Throw comes in quickly. The bases are loaded, and they're going to the bullpen. That's it. So Barucki's going to leave with the lead here, but it's a perilous situation for him with the bases loaded and no outs, my friend. And while we're waiting on that here, I found the duck snort thing for you. A softly hit ball that goes over the infielder and lands in the outfield for a hit. It's a weak hit. Originally called by baseball players a duck fart. Wilmer Font comes into the game. 16 games pitched. 14 innings. 2.57 earned run average. 16 strikeouts to 9 walks. Opponents are hitting 223 against him. So Hawk Harrelson changed it to Duck Snort because Duck Fart, he didn't want to upset people with kids. Why would that upset? Back in the day, people didn't say the naughty language you hear all the time. We, we protected our kids. <laughs> yeah, we just say anything in front of them. Wait, so fart was a bad word back well, then? Well, you just didn't want to say it on TV. Oh. Somebody might get upset. Aloy Jimenez is one for two. He steps in with the bases loaded and no outs here in the bottom of the sixth. First pitch from the righty is a ball high. That was a borderline call. Could have gone for a strike. Jimenez is hitting 341 with runners in scoring position. How many runners are in scoring position right now, Dominic? Um, one? Two. Second base is scoring position. On a base hit, most people can score from second. Uh, Unless you're slow like Asmani Grandal on that last base hit. And he could only make it to third. He's a heck of a hitter and a really good pitch framer. Anthony Bass is one of the two pitchers warming up out in the outfield for the Blue Jays. We'll get the other one for you in a second. Swung on and missed. Is this inside four-seamer? One and two now to Jimenez. As Font tries to get out of this inning. But he there came is in no the, outs. Well, I know, but he came in with the bases loaded. Let's see what happens. Misses outside on a curveball trying to get Jimenez to chase. Mancada's on first. Abreu 
is on second. Rondal is on third. Jimenez is at the plate. A big moment here for the White Sox. Here in the top of the sixth. Misses outside, low and away of four-seamer. The count is full. At three and two is Edwin Encarnacion. Stands on deck. It'd be funny if he walks him. Swung on and belted deep into center field. This will That's not make out. it out. It will be caught at the track. The runner is going to tag in Grandal and head to home. Abreu advanced to third. Mancada held at second as the relay throw came in near second base. This game is all tied up with one out now in the bottom of the sixth on the sacrifice fly. So, does a sacrifice fly affect his batting average? Um. No. No, it doesn't? No, it doesn't. If, he, if the out created a run, it doesn't even count as an at-bat. Oh. No, counts as a sacrifice, just like walks don't count as an at-bat. Oh, okay. So you don't get an at-bat if you have a walk. And you don't get an at-bat if you create a run with the sacrifice out. 0-1 now to Encarnacion, and he quickly fouls off one down the third baseline. He's 0-2 in the hole. His font looks to get out of this with minimal damage. Swung on and missed three pitches. He goes for a low outside splitter, a bad pitch to swing at. And it looks like if I would have gotten up there in that situation. <laughs> you know, that was terrible. Now you got two outs, and Nomar Mazar is going to come to the plate. 0 for 2 with a fly out and a line out. First pitch is outside for a curveball, 1 and 0. Makata first on the move. Swung on and set in the right field. Will it get down? No! That was close. That was a close play. Second base ran out and grabbed it. And second base and right field were converging. Makata was on the move, but nothing happens. After six, tied up at two. Steve Ciszek will come into the game. 19 games, 24 and two-thirds innings. A 1-0 record with seven holds. No runs charged to him yet this year. 28 strikeouts to 10 walks. Righty's hitting 160 against him. Lefty's hitting 107. He's a side armor. Watch this. Look how he throws the ball. So weird. He throws off batters. He also likes to keep the ball down, which will induce a lot of ground balls. And the reason you'll induce the ground balls is the person will hit the top of the ball because it's so hard to get down and meet that ball even or underneath it. Throws a low sinker, 2-0. Generally, the first batter that he faces, he goes full in the count and sometimes walks them as he tries to find the strike zone. Then he's deadly afterwards. As Joe Panic stands up there, he's having a pretty good day today. An outside slider misses 3-0, so we'll see if he has the green light or if he'll be taking with a 3-0 pitch and Bo Bichette on deck. The lefty awaits the pitch from the righty, Ciszek. Strike on the inside corner, a four-seam fastball. 3-1 the count. Came up to waist level on that one. He likes to work below the waist. And he delivers. That one's a nubber down the third baseline foul. Is it harder because since he's throwing it lower, um, the batter thinks it's going to be lower than it actually is? The, well, the delivery throws him off. That's a slider swung on and missed. Low in the zone. 79 miles per hour. Cishek gets a strikeout. One gone. The delivery's different. Like, 
it's it, they're used to looking for the ball in a certain area as it's coming towards them. He starts off on the side. Think about how difficult it is for a right-handed batter as he's going to be throwing it behind their butt here, and it comes back in. That guy can't see that pitch. An inside slider right on the corner? No, he doesn't see that pitch until that pitch is across the plate. That pitch is, that pitch is he's got to look at that out of the corner of his eye because the ball is starting off behind him or even with him and then working its way in. So it's very hard to judge as Boba Bichette's in here 0-1 and now puts one down the third baseline. Foul 0-2 the count. With the way he sets up so close to the plate, I go low and inside on him because he's really not going to be able to get it. He did there, but he missed. So it's a low inside sinker. He just missed. But Bichette, he didn't even move the bat. And that, you know, and that's the whole idea. Now he goes low and inside again with a sinker. This is what I always talk about with people. Like, I, I watch these games. They are so accurate because it's it makes sense what's being thrown to the batter. Swung out and missed a slider. He goes a little bit more down the middle, but low. Bichette swings at something he can't reach. C-Shack has struck out two. And there's two gone here in the top of the seventh inning. Close game today as Vlad Guerrero Jr. comes in. Vlad, much better against righties than he is lefties. So he's happy to see C-Shack, but he's probably like, I don't like the way this guy throws the ball. He's 0 for 2 with a walk in the first inning. He's hitting 297 on the season. But he's only slugging 394, which means not a lot of extra base hits, not a lot of home runs. He only had his third yesterday for the season. Inside slider misses on the corner, 2-0 the count. How many games in are we again? Uh, let's see here. The White Sox, I want to say, like are 29. And, I want to say they're 29-17 and 17 coming into this game. I don't have it in front of me. So add 29 and 17, use your math, and you tell me. 46? Yeah, there you go, 46. 3-0 count with two outs here at the top of the seventh to Vlad Jr. The pitch on the way. Inside misses for a slider, and he walked him on four, and I'm going to tell you right now, his father would have swung at two of those. Vladimir Guerrero played for the Montreal Expos for most of his career. And he swung at everything. But the amazing thing was, he would hit home runs. He actually hit a home <laughs> run one time, and the ball bounced before it got to the plate. And he hit it out of the ballpark. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Look it up on YouTube. It's amazing. How do you do that? I, it was amazing. He just he was one of those guys that he knew where the ball was going to go, and he judges it. like He would hit him inside, outside, upside, downside, you know, whatever. He just hit everything. And he was a great player. And this is his son. He's a little bit more disciplined at the plate. But I don't know if his son will ever be as good as his dad. 0-2 the count here to Lourdes Goriel Jr. who fouls this one off. He has fouled off all three pitches that he's seen. The righty being worked inside by Ciszek. The pitch on the way. Swung on and missed. He went right over his bat. You see that? Yep. Inside and low, inside and low, inside and low. Then he goes high and out of the zone. And he wasn't expecting it. We're going to sing the song here midway through the seventh, and maybe the White Sox will take the lead. Standing up at the plate is Nick Mandrigal. He's 0 for 2. Plays a very good defense, although he had his first error of the season today. Takes a low inside four-seam fastball from Font, who remains in the game. 0 and 1 the count. And into the wind he goes in the pitch. 
swung on and popped up to first base. And that's not exactly a can of corn because he was moving. But an easy fly out. And Larry Garcia comes up 0 for 2 with a fly out and a ground out. He's having a rough series. Made a nice play, though, in center field that probably saved a run today. Are you singing into the microphone? <laughs> wow. That's color commentary there. Hey, the Cleveland Indians beat the Twins 3-1 if the White Sox win this game. We are all tied up at the top of the division. That's a strike down the middle, 1-1 one one the count. After this game, the White Sox have a day off on Monday. Two games at home against the Colorado Rockies. And then they go on the road to Minnesota to face the Twins. And then they head to Baltimore. The next weekend after that, we have the Twins here. So it is going to be a very interesting end of May, beginning of June between the two first place teams, presumably, or very close to, the first and second place teams here in the AL Central. That's fouled back and caught by the catcher. And there's two going here in the bottom of the seventh. Anderson steps up. He swung at the first pitch last time and was out immediately. <laughs> Not a very good at bat for him. He's 1-0. Font throws another one high. Anderson checks it up. 2-0 the count. Working quickly. Wilmer Font throws a curveball that's sent out to short. Bichette's going to scoop and throw. It's picked out of the dirt on a nice play at first base by Shaw. And the White Sox go down 1-2-3. We've played seven innings. And we're all knotted up at two here at the rate. Teoscar Hernandez will come in, and Steve Ciszek will remain in for now. The righty is one for two. Ciszek throws his 20th pitch of the game, a slider low at the knees, 1-0 the count. 29,218 appeared at this game today to watch it. And they're looking for the White Sox four-game sweep. Sox have a sweep this season, but not a four-game one. Is that swung on and missed? One and one the count. They swept the Royals here at home. The same week that they won three out of four against the Rangers, but lost on Sunday, going for a four-game sweep. Slider misses low and away. Two and one the count. Currently 12 games over 500. And a game out of first, but now a half game out of first at this moment, as the Twins have lost their game to the Indians. Three and one to count to Hernandez. Swung on and fouled back. A slider low and away. Three and two. The count is full. Let's see what he throws here, Dominic. He's I'm saying inside, inside and high. Inside I'm... and high. Went outside and high, and he got him swinging. I said he was going to throw a pick. Well, you were you were accurate. You're a good color commentator. They, go, they don't call him the best color commentator in virtual MLB for nothing, folks. <laughs> He's definitely the youngest. Another strikeout from Ciszek, who gets a day off tomorrow, so he's facing more batters in a tie game here because you don't know how long this one's going to go as Krinchuk swings and misses at a sinker low and inside. 0-1 the count. Aaron Bummer's available out there. Alex Colome's out there. Evan Marshall's out there. Jace Fry hasn't been out very much to pitch this weekend. A lot of fresh arms available to the White Sox if this goes late. Swung on and fouled off 0-2 the count. I'd like for you to see a walk-off in the ninth, my son. Yeah, that would be fun. That would be fun. Misses low on a slider, 1-2 the count. 2-2 ball game. 
Sox have already walked off in one game this series in the 10th inning on a Mancata home run. Swung on and missed. Zizek spins around and pumps his fist. He was animated there. <laughs> he was pumped. Watch that, man. He was he skipped off the mound. It's only the second out of the inning. He was an excited guy there. Sox have two outs right away here in this inning, both on strikeouts. And Travis Shaw is two for three with a double, a single, and an RBI and stands in. Waiting for the pitch. Here it comes. Misses outside and away on a sinker. 1-0 the count. It's hitting 273 now in limited action with a 545 slugging percentage. We have not seen him all series. And he's tearing it up in the seventh spot today. The pitch on the way. Swung on and fouled off. Almost hit the third base coach. One and one the count. Next pitch swung on and fouled off. One and two. Ciszek gets in the foul. This one back over the third base dugout and into the netting. Count is one and two as my young Padawan Lerner hums the songs in the ballpark. <laughs> I don't know if that's getting picked up, but I'm hearing it. It's funny. Fouls off another one. The count remains one and two. Ciszek trying to get through his second inning of work. Foul that off again, and we've got another fouler. Got another guy fouling <laughs> things. We see that a lot today. Been a long game because of all the foul balls. It's like watching the Red Sox and the Yankees play. Now he goes outside. He doesn't chase two and two. And he does that pitch. It's a throwaway pitch. Pitchers will do that where they throw way outside. Like, is he so anxious he's going to go for it? And if not, I've got plenty of balls to give because it was a one and two count. Now he's going to come back inside. And it's fouled off down the third base line. Eight pitches is at bat for Shaw. 37 for Ciszek, who's done yeoman's work. He stands in and delivers. Misses low and inside, 3-2 and two to count with Danny Jansen on deck. Steve Ciszek digs in at the mound. He does not want to let Shaw off the hook, but he also knows he's been their most dangerous hitter today. The pitch. Hits the outside corner and strikes him out looking. Grandal flips the ball over his shoulder towards the mound, and Ciszek comes up to a rousing applause. Nice couple innings by that young man. Midway through the eighth, all knotted up at two as Anthony Bass will now come in for the Blue Jays. 18 games, 20 innings, and a 1.80 ERA. 15 strikeouts to 10 walks. Opponents hitting 205 against him. And he gets Yasmani Grandal, one of the hottest hitters in baseball, who now gets a hit from the left side where he is more deadly after hitting righty for the entire day. He's one for three with a single and a run. Now the switch hitter moves over to the left side. And Bass with the delivery. Swung on and fouled off down the third baseline. I think Anthony Bass is not what he should call himself. I think he should call himself Tony Bass. Why? Okay. Well, Anthony's Tony short. Uh, Anthony, if you shorten it, is Tony. As this one set out into the right center field gap. He's into the shift. It's going to be caught by the second baseman who was playing shallow right. One gone here in the bottom of the eighth. And then you can pronounce Bass, B-A-S-S, his bass like a bass guitar. Yeah. You play guitar, you should know. I think Tony Bass is a cooler name than Anthony Bass. Sounds like he's a fish. <laughs> and does. a dirty fish at that. Yeah, it does. It's Jose Abreu who comes to the plate. Bass throws one low and inside for a strike that looked like it missed the zone. Tough call there on Abreu, who's 0-1 quickly. Probably should be 1-0. Tie game. One out. Bob in the eighth inning. Middle of the White Sox lineup coming up here. 
as Abreu checks it up on a slider, one and one the count. The next offering misses low and away on a slider, two and one. You can see Aaron Bummer warming in the bullpen. Alex Colome is not up. Although I expect him to get up soon just in case the White Sox do score, and he's going for the save in the top of the ninth. The 2-1 pitch. Check swing. It did get across a slider inside, 2-2. Two and two. Count is even with one out here in the bottom of the eighth inning. Tie ball game, 2-2 here on Family Sunday. Swung on and pops straight up in the air. Jansen removes the mask. He's underneath it, and there's two gone. Here in the bottom of the eighth inning. Yuan Mancada. He's two for three with a home run. A single. And the RBI from his home run. He's hitting 329. He's up to nine homers on the season. Let's get number 10 right now. The pitch. Swung on and foul back. A four-seamer to the backstop. 0-1 the count. You've seen this guy hit a home run before in a game, right? Didn't we yeah. go to that Astros game and he hit that big, yeah. he hit a walk-off homer in that uh-huh. game, right? Yeah. High four-seam fastball, one and one. And I remember telling you, this guy's going to be a star. And that was back in 2018 when they weren't that good. And I was like, this guy's going to be a star. He's going to figure it out. He did. One and one the count for Mancata. The pitch on the way. Swung on and driven back into center field. Tailing towards the wall and is off the top of the wall at the 400 marker. Mancata standing a second with a double with two outs here. Like I said, the man can hit. That's his 13th double. He almost clears it to dead center. Didn't have enough as he puts that one off the wall. So the White Sox have the go-ahead run at second base. And Aloy Jimenez up one for two with a single and an RBI. A big moment in this game as he swings at an inside pitch. Chopped in front of the plate. Could be a tough play for Jansen. He will get him by a hair at first on a 2-3 put out. Oh, I see it groaning over there. That's baseball, man. That's baseball. We go to the top of the ninth. Still knotted up at two. Aaron Bummer comes into the game. 21 games, 23 innings. One and one record, two saves and two opportunities. 36 strikeouts to six walks. He has an ERA of 1.17. And he's incredible. And the first pitch is a strike at the knees. 0-1. In the ninth inning... Scheduled to come up and hit Edwin Encarnacion, Nomar Mazzara, and Leuri Garcia. Check that. First Nick Mandrigal, then Leuri Garcia. Although the White Sox have their bench available, as the count is now 1-1 one one as that pitch misses. Sox have a lot of bullpen that's available and fresh. Although nobody likes extra inning games, especially your dad, because it means yeah. he has to do more work. And I'm kind of tired. Well, so you got to hang in here now, buddy. I know. You either got to finish the game or go to bed. Innings. You want to go to bed? Uh, I'll send you to bed. Ready for sleep? This one set out in the left field. Not, not entirely. Jimenez underneath it makes the play. There's one gone here in the top of the ninth inning. Trust me, I got to listen to your mother later. Like, we got to watch a movie. And you're down there doing that stupid ball game. <laughs> what are you looking at over here? I was looking to see what time it was. Oh, it's 10, it's 1020 at night. That's what time it is. We started this game basically when the White Sox would have started this game, so it's a pretty accurate time. It's a late ball game here. It's been a long game. There's one out here in the top of the ninth inning. Derek Fisher's already got two strikes on him. The lefty stands in against a very effective lefty and Aaron Bummer. The pitch on the way, high and outside. Tried to see if he would chase it. 
97 miles an hour. You think you can hit a 97-mile-an-hour fastball that you don't see until after it comes back from behind you? Because that's uh. what this guy's trying to do. Look where he delivers. Look how far out his arm goes. He throws it from up high and whips that thing around. Like, that guy can't see that ball. No. Can't see it at all. Two and two the count. Here in the top of the ninth. The pitch. Swung on and missed. The four-seamer. He had no chance. Looks back at Bummer. Bummer points at him and smiles. There's two gone. And Joe Panic's going to come up. He's playing a lot of second base. I kept thinking Biggio was going to be their everyday starter, but Panic is getting a lot of work. We've seen him far more. He's one for three with a single in the fifth inning. 0-1 in the count is that's a strike called. I think you're going to get a walk off in the ninth, my son. I feel it in my bones. First Aaron Bummer has to get out of this inning. 1-1 the count to Panic. Two outs here in the top of the ninth inning, a tie ball game. Swung on and fouled off down the third base line, one and two. If it goes extras, I'll let you go. If you don't want to no, see the ending. No, you don't no. want to see the ending? I, I know. Broken no, bat, fouled off down the third base line. You want to see the ending? Yeah. All right, all right. Don't want it to go to extra innings. What if it goes like 15 innings? Inside uh, sinker, two and two. Well, in that case. We might have to start a new policy where we just like quick sim. Yeah, after after 13 innings, I think we should be done. Yeah, we're just done no matter what. All right. All right, we might do that. We'll see. Three and two to count. The pitch out of the way. Got him! Oh, a cut fastball down the middle freezes him. Bummer strikes out the side. He's filthy. Midway through the ninth, we're all tied up, and here we go. Let's walk it off in the bottom of the ninth, shall we? Edwin Encarnacion. Steps in with no outs in the bottom of the ninth inning and O for the long ball here as Bass remains in the game and will face him. The first pitch is low and inside. 1-0 the count. If he reaches base, I would expect the pinch runner. He is extremely slow. <laughs> Unfortunately, he's also the, the first baseman today and not the DH, so you might see several substitutions if that happens. Swung on and missed the slider on the outside corner. 1-1 the count. Fans are up. There's a buzz, and they also want to get to the bars because they cut off alcohol sales a few innings ago. Inside <laughs> fastball misses, 2-1 and one the count. The key, my young Padawan learner, is as you get older and turn 21, always order an extra beer to keep under your seat at the end of the sixth inning. Inside wow. slider, because you keep it there. You have your beer you're drinking, and then when you run out, you can't buy beer. But then you still have an extra one. Why can't you buy beer? You, they cut it off. At what time? Uh, they cut it off, I want to say... Uh, Midway through the seventh. Maybe it's at the beginning of the seventh. Base hit in the right field. It's been so long, I can't even remember. I want to say, maybe it is the actual seventh. But it's right around there. Base hit by Encarnacion. They're going to bring a pinch runner out for him. That one goes in the right field. And the White Sox are not going to waste any time sending out the leader in stolen bases in all of Major League Baseball, Luis Robert, as Nomar Mazara comes to the plate. With no outs here in the bottom of the ninth inning. The first pitch... Inside for a ball, 1-0. It's not a question on if Robert will steal, but when. Inside pitch catches the zone, 1-1 the count. Now he goes inside again, a ball, 2-1. 2-1 the count. Robert at first with the lead. There he goes. That one swung on and sent to second. It broke up the double play. The only play is over to first. Robert gets the second base. 
He's lucky he's going. That's a tailor-made double play. Instead, Nick Mandrigal comes up. 0 for 3 with a pop-out in the seventh inning. The pitch. Roberts taking off for third. That's a strike to throw down. He is out at third base. Oh! Out at third base. A perfect throw down. That is the first time he's been caught stealing third all season. As the White Sox try to press to get this in regulars. Now you got two outs of Mandrigal to the plate and the slider is high. One and one to count. Unfortunate there. Is now a slider low and inside is taken. One and two. The pitch. Swung on and fouled off down the first base line. Count remains one and two. Mandrigal now swings and misses the next one. Drop third strike down to first. We're going to see extra innings. I'm sorry. I tried my best to force the issue, young man, but we're going to the top of the 10th inning, tied up at two here on the south side. Alex Colome is going to come into the game, 15 games, 13 and a third innings, six saves and eight opportunities. This is not a save opportunity. James McCann will get back behind the plate, and Yasmani Grandal goes down to play first base after Encarnacion left the game. So Colome's on the mound. We got a few substitutions, and we start off extras with Bo Bichette, who fouls this one off down the third base line, 0-1 the count. Another extra inning game for the White Sox. We've seen them win some and lose some. The second extra inning game of this series. This is lifted out in the right field. Mazzara is going to be back and catch it just before the track. I feel like whenever I sit down to watch this with you, yeah. it always goes to extra innings. I know. You've sat down here for most of the extra inning games. Your bad luck for a quick ball game. Everything goes longer with Dominic down here. As Vlad Guerrero Jr. takes a cut fastball outside, 1-0 the count. Sox had a chance in the ninth inning with a leadoff single by Encarnacion. Robert made it to second. He was running and a ground ball to second by Mazzara. That broke up the double play as this is a can of corn to center. Garcia underneath it makes the play. Two gone. But then Robert gets thrown out of third and Mandrigal is out shortly thereafter with the strikeout and the inning is over. And Lourdes Gurriel, who's 0 for 4, still has a chance to extend his hit streak in extras. Inside cut fastball from Colome misses. 1-0 the count. White Sox have plenty of pitchers available. As a cut fastball, low it in. Catches a zone 1-1. One one. Colome, his job is to just get him to the bottom of the 10th. Give him a chance. I don't know if he's going to go two here. His job is this inning. Misses outside in the four-seamer. Three and one to count with Teoscar Hernandez on deck. Two outs here in the top of the 10th. Swung on and missed a four-seamer. And that's a full count now as Colome fights back. Into the line quickly, the pitch. Fouls that off. Alex Colome is doing his best to go quickly through this inning, Dominic. So, I mean, it's working out well for you. Doing everything he can. Gets that one fouled off, though, and I'm starting to get a little annoyed with Lourdes Gurriel Jr. His 0 for 4 ness not going down quickly. And now he skies this one down the third base line. Fair ball inside the chalk. He's going to head for second. Jimenez is going to throw it in. Close play at second. He is out at second base. His hit streak continues because he had a single thrown out at second. No matter. We go to the bottom of the 10th trying to win it. 
Thomas Pannone. 18 games, 20 innings, a 7.20 ERA, and the White Sox got after him in the second game yesterday. Opponents are hitting over 380 against him. That's not a good sign if you're looking for him to hold it in the 10th. Larry Garcia hoping to take advantage. He leads it off and immediately puts this one to right field for a base hit. One pitch, one hit. We're in business here in the bottom of the 10th inning. Herrera and Fry warming the bullpen, but hopefully Tim Anderson can get Larry Garcia around. You got speed on the base paths with no outs here in the bottom of the 10th inning. And T.A. looking to keep things going. The lefty, Pannone, throws one low and outside for ball one, one and oh the count. Anderson's one for four, the double and a third, a double here. Could quite possibly score Garcia depending on where it's hit to. He is a speedy runner, is a threat to steal. I don't know if he'll go. The 1-0 pitch misses outside, 2-0 the count. You got a pitcher that's struggling out there. You don't want to run yourself out of the inning. White Sox are currently a half game back from the Twins, who lost earlier today and will tie for first place with a walk-off win here against the Blue Jays. Inside four, Seamer catches the zone, 2-1 the count. High drama as my young color commentator looks exhausted and is getting sleepy next to the microphone. You going to make it through this game? Yes. Are you sure? Yeah. All right, hang in there. Something exciting is about to happen, I believe. 2-1 count. This is low and inside on a curveball, 3-1. Yasmati Grandal stands on deck. He'll have to go back to hitting righty against this lefty. But first, let's see what Anderson does. Just don't want a double play ball here. Misses outside and walks him. So the winning run moves down the second base. Anderson doesn't matter much. His job is just to do good on the base paths. Try to break up any double play attempts. As Leury is the guy that crosses the plate and wins the game for the White Sox if he can get there. Yasmani Grandal is up one for four. The single and a run. There are no outs here in the bottom of the 10th and two on for the White Sox. The pitch. Swung on and missed a four-seamer outside. Owen won the count for Grandal. You worry about him doing too much as he's been on fire lately and he might think, I've got to do this. But he's got Abreu behind him and Mancata after that. Quickly 0-2 as that one catches the lower outside portion of the zone. Comes back inside on him. He fouls it off, fighting off a 95-mile-an-hour four-seam fastball. Count remains 0-2. Panone checks Garcia at second to pitch. Chops this one to first base. They're going to try to turn two. Anderson cannot take out Bichette. It goes 3-6-3. to to The winning runs on third, but now there are two outs, and the White Sox need a base hit to win this game. It will not come off of a sack fly. It will have to be a base hit from Jose Abreu, or if he draws a walk, Juan Moncada. Grandal angry with himself. He grounded at the first. They turned that really well. Anderson went straight into the bag. He can't go outside the baseline anymore with these new rules. He was almost on him, but Bichette did a good job. Now they're going to intentionally walk Abreu. Interesting decision here. He'll go down to first. Are they going to pitch to Moncada, or will they intentionally walk him as well to load the bases and put it out everywhere and go to Jimenez? Moncada walked off on them just yesterday afternoon. He's three for four with a home run, a double, and a single. I'm shocked if they pitch to him. They are going to pitch to him. Oh, make him pay for this, Yuan. First and third. The pitch. 
in the dirt. It's going to roll a little bit, but not get too far away. And Garcia dances down the third base line and heads back to third. 1-0 the count. Moncada's a triple shy of the cycle. I just need a single. The pitch on the way. Swung on and sent over to short, and it'll be a ground out. Fielder's choice. Ah! Flipped over to second base. Oh, I can't believe that paid off for the Blue Jays. We go to the top of the 11th, all tied up. Hey, Oscar Hernandez steps in. He's going to get Kelvin Herrera here in the 11th. 21 and a third innings pitch, a 5.06 earned run average. 19 strikeouts to 8 walks. Righty's hitting 118 against him. Lefty's already 347. Hey, Oscar Hernandez is a righty. He's one for three as we start off the 11th with an inside slider for ball one, one and oh, the count. Rough to see two on and no out and get nothing in the bottom of the 10th inning, especially when you have Mancada up there who walked off in the 10th inning just yesterday in game one of the doubleheader. They walk Abreu to get to him. And that has to frustrate him as he stands out at third base as this is a strike down the middle. One and one the count. The pitch. Inside corner, fastball, one and two. Now he dives outside with a changeup, two and two the count. My young Padawan learner is telling me that this is his last inning. Because he's exhausted, and I get it. Swung out and missed a slider away. And Herrera sits down the first guy. I'm going to make you a deal, my friend. Okay. If we don't win this at the bottom of the 11th, we will quick manage until either the other team has scored. Here's what we'll do. We'll quick manage the Blue Jays side of the game, right? Okay. And just see if we walk off. What do you think? Four-seam fastball fouled oh. off. I don't want to cheapen the game for other people, though. You can do whatever you want. I'm going to stick with what we're doing. Okay. I was I was going to do something nice here for you, but I, I want to want to keep the experience real for people. Okay. Randall Grichuk is one for four. Low and away pitch makes it one and one. There are some fans who have left now. I always find that amazing. It's an afternoon ball game. It's a tie game. You get disgusted. You walk out. What do you have to do? It's Sunday. Kids are going to run the bases. Misses outside three and one. You've run the bases before. I never got to do that. Yeah. They didn't have that when I was a kid. Well, our generation is better than yours. Obviously. Although you did grow up during the time of COVID-19. No. That's a strike on the inside corner three and two. My brother grew up. You're growing up in it too. You're only 12. One day you'll be sitting around as an old person telling young whippersnappers, I grew up during a pandemic. Shaking your cane at them. <laughs> Tell them they're lame for leaving before the game's over. Three and two to count the pitch. Swung on and sent out into right field. That one is curving. It will be fair in the corner. There was a shift on. Mazzara can't get to it. On his way into third base is Grinchuk. He's got a triple. With one out here in the top of the 11th. And that's not what you want to see. Travis Shaw will come to the plate. He's been killing the White Sox all day. We should intentionally walk him. <laughs> Is that your call? You want to intentionally walk him? Yeah. I think we should intentionally walk him too. Okay. We're going to do that because he's a lefty. And we know that Herrera doesn't do well against lefties. So he's going to intentionally walk him. Setting up the possible double play. So Shaw goes down the first with one out. 
here in the top of the 11th inning. Kevin Biggio is going to come in. Herrera will face Danny Jansen with one out and runners at first and third. Here we go. Misses low and away on a changeup, 1-0 the count. That's a good call, the intentional walk. He's been killing us, and Herrera matches up terribly against lefties, and we can't pull him because of these new rules. That was going to be his third batter face. He has to face a minimum of three. Now he has faced enough batters, but he's got a righty and Jansen with Fry warming in the bullpen. The pitch. Outside, misses on a cut fastball. Two and one the count with one out here on the top of the 11th inning and runners at first and third. There's enough speed at third base that a fly ball to the outfield is going to score him. Set down the third base line. Fair ball underneath the glove of Moncada. A run is going to score. Jimenez gets it in. They're second and third. That's a double. And that blew up in our face. Yes, it did. I'm going to blame you. You brought in Kopech. He gave up a run. You intentionally walked Shaw to get to this guy. He hits a double. Well, you may I, never be invited back into the booth again. This team's 12 games over 500. Hashtag Unbelievable. Drink hashtag drink them. <laughs> Your bad baseball advice is not good. Well, yeah, because it's bad. Jace Fry's going to come in now and face the lefty Derek Fisher. 11 innings pitched over 18 games. He's 2-1 and one with a 4.09 earned run average. Sox now trail by a run and have work to do in the bottom of the 11th. First pitch to Fisher is a ball. Into the wind in the second offering. It's bunted. Suicide squeeze. He tries to bunt. It's caught out of the air by Fry. The throw over gets the base runner a double play. And now the White Sox go to the bottom of the 11th inning trying to get a run. And Aloy Jimenez comes up and takes a strike down the middle. Two-seam fastball from Ken Giles, the pitcher, for the Blue Jays. He's the closer. He got chased in game two of this series, game one of the doubleheader yesterday. This is his second appearance in the series. Jimenez is 0-1. And now he grounds one over to Bichette. It's short. Easy 6-3 put out. There's one gone. Sacks need to run the tie. Two to win. They have one out, and James McCann comes to the plate. McCann's first at bat of the day. He came in after some substitutions required him to be behind the plate. Swung on and missed a four-seamer at the knees. 0-1 the count. The pitch. Hits the outside corner on a slider, 0-2. McCann stands ready. And here it comes. Swings and misses at an outside slider, not even in the zone. Two outs. Here in the bottom of the 11th, and my son, I enjoyed having you up here. Remember, this game was brought to you by Cork and Carey at the park, 33rd in Princeton. I hope we come back here, but it doesn't look good. What are your feelings right now? Um. Do you want to try, like, a pinch hitter? Do you want to let Nomar Mazzara go? He's 0 for 4. I'm going to let you bring it. All we got is Adam Engel and Danny Mendick left on the bench. And Mazzara gives me about as good a chance as any of them. I'm going to stick with him. What do you think? Yeah. I One last choice just, for you. We should just stick with We're him. We're sticking with him. All right. Well, you've been wrong so far, so I expect him to strike out on three pitches or <laughs> pop out on the first one. 3-2 game. Two outs in the bottom of the 11th. A frustrating one for the White Sox as a four-seamer goes across. 0-1 the count. They have plenty of opportunities to win this game in the ninth and the 10th inning. But it was the Blue Jays who get a big triple on a shift that gets busted up. 
and eventually score a runner. One and one to count. Mazzaro now swings over a slider, one and two. Even with the loss, the White Sox will be 11 games over 500 and a game out of first. The day off tomorrow, two against the Rockies, and then we're on the road to Minnesota. And it'll be time to test our medal. And it'll be up to us to get first place because we will be in control of our own fate. The one-two pitch on the way. Swung on and missed on an inside slider. He's out, and the game is over. A rough one today to finish. White Sox unable to get the four-game sweep, but they took three out of four against the Toronto Blue Jays. They lose in 11 innings here on Family Sunday. But I had a good time talking with you. Yes, so did I. Did you have a good time? Yeah. Yeah? You going to bring this back to your podcast now? Um, yeah. You going to steal the audio and pretend that it's yours? Well... Are your simulated games as good as mine? What's the name of your... What is the name of your uh, your, your your podcast again? Socks in my bunk Socks bed? Socks in my bunk yeah. bed. Yeah. What's your, what's your hashtag? Hashtag drink em. Hashtag drink em. I don't even know why you have that. You're 12 years old. Um... We'll be- I know why. Could you steal things from people? All right. <laughs> Three, two, final. Socks get two runs on 11 hits with an error. And it was costly. They had every opportunity. They just kept shooting themselves in the foot today. And that's going to happen sometimes in the game of baseball over 162 games. The Blue Jays get three runs on nine hits. Ken Giles comes in for the save at the end of the game with the inning pitched and the two strikeouts. But Thomas Pannone, who the White Sox beat up in that 9-1 victory yesterday, ends up with the win for the Blue Jays. The save goes to Giles. Herrera takes the loss. A third of an inning pitched officially. Two hits with a strikeout and a walk, but he gave up the earned run. Juan Mancada, three for five for the White Sox today with a home run, a double. He had the RBI and the run scored, but unfortunately, with runners on, they intentionally walk Abreu to get to Mancada, and he's unable to come through, but he did have a walk-off earlier on this series. Tim Anderson, one for four with a double. Abreu, two for four with that intentional walk, and Grandal goes one for five only with a run scored. Those are your notables. This all brought to you by Cork and Carry at the Park at 33rd in Princeton. Use Grubhub or go direct to CorkandCarryAtThePark.com. My thanks to all of you for tuning in each and every time we do one of these. Every game since opening day, and we will continue to do it as long as needed. My name is Chris Lanuti. From my co-host Dave, who's not here today, and from my son Dominic, who hijacked the show, I appreciate you listening. We'll be back after the day off tomorrow. For White Sox baseball hosting two against the Rockies here at home before heading on the road for Minnesota and Baltimore. The White Sox are a game out of first place currently and 11 games over 500. This is a good team. It's all brought to you by the podcast for fans, by fans, and found everywhere podcasts can be found. And always, it's SoxInTheBasement.com. Bye-bye, everybody. Socks in the Basement. Socks in the Basement. Socks in the basement. Socks in the basement. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found and always on socksinthebasement.com.